Welcome to Brain Power with Dr. Laurel Mellon. Our program will show you how EBT, or emotional brain training, unlocks the power of your brain to connect to your inherent strength, goodness, and wisdom, and enhance your health, happiness, and purpose. Now, here's your host, Dr. Laurel Mellon. Hello and welcome to Brain Power, Real People, Real Solutions. I'm so happy to be here. My name is Dr. Laurel Mellon, and we have an absolutely wonderful program today that's so important. Uh, our EBT uh, Director of, of um, Community Education and leader in EBT for many years, psychotherapist in the Portland area, uh, Judy Zare will be here, and also she's someone who's very experienced in not only she's been a counselor in a college, a psychotherapist in the college, but she has four children of her own that have somehow gotten through childhood, adolescence, and, and college age. I only have three that have done the same, but I'm telling you, she's a really expert in that. And also, I want to say that for those of you who are new to EBT, one of the questions that I get over and over again is, well, what, what is it? Can you give me like an elevator speech? You know, what is this? And we actually have an, a new book coming out, which will be out uh, next month. We're very excited about it. It is uh, called uh, The Stress Vaccine, Finding Peace and Power from Within. And I'm going to give you a little thumbnail sketch of what EBT is based on that. So if you're not familiar with brain wiring, this is going to be, a, uh, I hope, a really important experience for you to hear this. So let me do my best to explain it. The idea is that stress is actually like a virus. It comes into us. We have to go out in the world and, and make ourselves uh, susceptible to a virus or to this stress overload that we all experience right now. And so what we need is we can't control the world, particularly if we want to be free and go out at least as much as we possibly can and be safe. So we want to create something inside of us that will stress protect us. And the body and the brain actually provide that. It's just we haven't conceptualized it that way and taken it to the highest level possible. So take a nice deep breath and just imagine that you're out in a restaurant and you're keeping your distance from everyone else. And all of a sudden, someone comes at you. And, and maybe instead of staying 12 feet away or 8 feet or 6 feet, they're just right in your face, right? They're just right next to you. And they even reach out their hand and they touch you, okay? So that's essentially a moment where you might you have stress from the, the sense of threat of that coming into your brain. So here you have this beautiful emotional brain that has all the wisdom of the universe in it and also all the circuits that control how you respond to life. And what happens is there's either there's only two kinds of circuits in your brain. One of them is the one that takes you into toxic stress. It's reactive where the stress buzzer gets stuck on and the other one, stress resilience, that somehow you keep it together and you go all the way up to a state of connection, well-being, and purpose. So it's really a fork in the road. And the strongest circuit gets activated and it controls you. And the other one just sort of goes away. So the stress vaccine is to say, if we want something lasting that's internal protection so we can be free as, as is reasonable to be to go out into the world and not get toxified by stress, all we do is use EBT. And every time we're stressed, it means that toxic stress circuit is being activated. 
We cannot shut that off with thinking, awareness, exercise, or mindfulness in less than 30 minutes. And 30 minutes is way too long. No one has 30 minutes. And once those circuits start growing inside of you and getting stronger, they can get away from you. And then all of a sudden, you're just zoned out. So with EBT, in four minutes flat, you can actually use a very quick tool. Now, if you're really in stress overload and you've just been completely, uh, you know, you're in bed practically because you're so stress overload, it's going to take a little longer. But for normal daily stress, you go in and you use the EBT tool. And in four steps, first you talk about it. Then you express very productive, healthy anger that clears stress. Then you feel your feelings in a certain order. And then you move forward with purpose. So by the time four minutes have passed, you've shut off the toxic stress circuit. You've activated your resiliency circuit. It's getting stronger and stronger and more and more easily naturally activated. And that is your antibody because it's protecting you from the stress of the world. The stress of the world is never going to go away. You have to be able to be on target, on on the spot, responding with EBT tools, take you right out of that stress state, and it changes your entire day. So with that explanation, you can see that even teenagers and, and college, because it's on an app, they can do this and really stress protect themselves. So take a nice deep breath. I just want to say our, our topic again today is stress teens and college students, the EBT solution. It's so important. And we're going to actually introduce Judy right away. We already have a caller coming in. Remember, this is a huge issue right now because in adolescence and young adulthood, the brain is is very reactive. There's so much going on. And the thinking brain that is essentially our good parent, our internalized good parent, is not doing so well, particularly in adolescence. And then in, uh, in, in the early adult years, there's so many challenges that are going on that essentially it's chaotic inside. So these folks really need the EBT tools and they need our understanding if we're their parent or grandparent or best friend or uncle of exactly what they're going through. So I want to, again, introduce Judy Zaire, today's guest, EBT expert in attachment theory and neuroscience. And I will uh, love to welcome her because she's going to be talking a little bit about uh, our topic today, which is stress teens and college students. And Judy, thank you so much for being here once again. And I'd love you to just comment about why, why is this so important to you and what are your thoughts about young people right now and their stress level? Oh, thank you, Laurel, and thank you, listeners, for calling in today. This is such a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Like you said, I have four children. They're all grown up. Yay, they made it through that sticky time of adolescence and early adulthood, and the brain is going through so many massive changes at that time, the prefrontal cortex growing, and and it has this, during those years, the prefrontal cortex, as you were describing, Laurel, kind of the thinking brain, the the part of our brain that that can almost, uh, you know, make good, healthy decisions, um, direct us in, in a way that's actually going to be best for us. Well, that part of the brain is on kind of a massive pruning during adolescence and early adulthood and does a lot of communicating with the lower part of our brain that is um, managing emotions or that it has that kind of emotional content and impulsive behavior, too, in that lower part of our brain. And that communication loop between those lower parts of our brain 
quick emotions, big emotions, impulsive behavior, and our prefrontal cortex. They're communicating a lot more readily than for us adults, us who have already, our brains have already developed. And it makes um, that age group so vulnerable to emotional challenges and to impulsive behavioral challenges. So doing things that aren't necessarily good for us and um, having big emotions that are really difficult to manage. And so the thing that, the reason why I think right now this is such an important topic. It's been an important topic for a while. When I was working at the University of Oregon in their counseling center, we were already talking about, and that's, think about maybe 2018 was when I left. So it was back 2017, 2018. We were already looking at it as a um, public health crisis, really. The amount of mood disorders, anxiety and depression in college-age kids, it was uh, determined to be about 30% back then. But now, fast forward to now with a pandemic and COVID and the uh, collapse of the economy and other kind of circumstantial stressors that are overwhelming right now, the latest survey that I read about, Laurel, said that now 41.6% of college students are uh, identifying themselves as anxious and problematically anxious, like having anxiety really, really color the quality of their lives. So 36.4 are reporting depression, 41.6 anxiety, and 35.8 are reporting uh, relationship problems. Another factor that came out in this survey that I thought was so interesting is now we're up to 24.5, so a quarter of college kids are taking psychotropic medications, medications to try to help them manage their moods. This is why it's kind of, it is a public health crisis and it's only gotten worse. And I think everything that we can do for this population as far as supporting them will learn basic tools and skills to help with emotional regulation, to help with um, helping the brain move from those high-stress states to those more resilient states. Uh, states, that one and two brain state that you've taught us about, um, it can have an incredibly important effect, not only on the kids' lives now, but on their lives for the rest of their lives. Because once they have these tools, they're going to be able to handle whatever life throws their way. And Judy, I'd like you to reflect on the medications. And I just would like to go back and, and mention that from an EBT perspective, we believe in really good health care. Because if you have health problems, it actually pours stress into your brain. So we want to have a holistic approach where there's, a, of course, support. We want you to be in an EBT group. We want you to have, have relationships and connections. We want you to have a healthy lifestyle and, and good medical care. And the idea that is actually rather new is that circuits in the brain that you can control with EBT. Now, you control circuits with other methods too, thinking and mindfulness and such, but they're mainly the resiliency circuits that you're working with. You're working with strengthening the circuits that are already helping you self-regulate. EBT is specifically designed to help you go into the depths of your brain where the high-stress circuits are that are reactive and in real time shut them off. When you shut them off, you feel better faster. But even more importantly, you shut off the toxic stress chemicals that cause draining of chemicals and imbalances of chemicals that cause anxiety, depression, and other mental health problems. So you're shutting off those deleterious 
chemicals, and you're activating healing chemicals associated with resilience. So essentially, you are controlling your body chemistry. We want young people to get the natural way to do that, which is they can take it with them wherever they go. They don't have to take a pill. They're actually self-medicating or self-healing by using the EBT tools and then see how much medication they need. They should take all the medication they need and never go off medications. When people come into EBT and they're on medication, we say, please, please, please stay on them. And as you start using EBT more and more effectively and more often, you're going to chemically change your body. And as you do that, you can speak with your doctor or your psychologist or your psychiatrist about cutting back on the medication as you no longer need it. But we believe in natural chemicals and that young people growing up need these tools because otherwise, unfortunately, we hear more and more that they can become dependent on these medications. We don't know exactly how the medications are affecting their brain in positive ways and deleterious ways. So we want to start with the natural approach. Maybe you could reflect a little bit on that, Judy, before we go to our first caller. Yeah, well, I, I too, as a psychotherapist, I really value the, um, the support that medication can give us. The concern I have with the adolescent brain and medication and the early adulthood brain is that we want to we want to be able to teach young people how to move through stress effectively. And medication, it can be a great, great lifesaver and um, such a great support. And of course, like you say, some people are going to need medication for for their lives. And every every uh, clinical case is different when it comes to medication. But in general, we the danger with medication is chances are we are not learning the skills and tools that we need to create that infrastructure, that neural pathways, the neural circuit that will help us resolve stress in the future. And um, it's really a learning process. It's a way our brain can learn. And that's something I love about EBT because it helps give, the, give us a structure. It's almost like a language of how to use our brain in a way that helps build that stress resiliency. So we practice, 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 and we download and kind of recondition and retrain our brain to be able to manage stress more effectively. And so ideally, um, we're giving kids these tools and um, these tools that will help with this uh, with managing stress and managing difficult emotions and difficult life situations, which we're definitely facing now. Um, and, you know, without medication necessarily. Again, what you're saying is sometimes we just need that medication, but we also want to be able to build that resiliency and build those kinds of inner skills and tools that will give us the ability to resolve stress, you know, without external well, you know, one of the things is an imagine we do a lot of, I just was doing an intensive this morning. We do 30 minutes a day for 30 days to help people reset their brains for resilience and for being able to rewire any circuit they want. And so these courses are so exciting. And I was in one of them and the woman said to me, what's happened for me is all of a sudden I'm essentially checking in with myself and spiraling up out of stress naturally because I've built the circuits inside. So 
I would like, uh, if you're listening to this, remember EBT is a different animal than other treatments because it goes to the bottom of the brain where all those reptilian brain circuits are. And we've been waiting for this for a long, long time to be able to emotionally process at the bottom of the brain. And now we really have it. But imagine that I have three children. They're all grown. Um, One of them has a baby and uh, is married and the other one's married. The other one's delightfully single, but they're all adults. And if I think back of what I could have done differently or what I wished in the best of all worlds I'd given my children, I think I did a pretty good job, but I would say if I could do one thing even better, I would, on the day they were born, say, I'm going to connect with this child so much and so well, so lovingly and so powerfully, so that in their brain, they're developing all of these resiliency circuits that are their antibodies against, uh, against stress. And by the time they come of age, when they're in adolescence or, or in college, they're going to have um, an asset of a brain that is predominantly resilient. And, and also, I know that even if I didn't quite do that, that the brain is always open to change. And so as they go through hard times, let's say they had a substance problem or an emotional problem or a relationship problem or something, and they were just really at a stress, stress state, that moment is a moment of opportunity for the parent or the grandparent or a friend to say, hey, you might want to use EBT because if you use it and you learn it during stressful times, it goes deep into the brain and you learn it faster and you do a lot of catching up with your resiliency skills when you're in a stressful situation and really can benefit from feeling better, but also getting your brain essentially uh, as a, uh, a stress vaccine, you know, getting that brain really, really resilient. Judy, what do you think about inviting our first uh, caller, Judith from Canada? How would you feel about that? Let's see if we can invite her Wonderful. to come in. Okay, yes, great. I'd love to. So, Judith, we'd love to see you and welcome to Brain Power. You're with Judith, Judy Zare and Laurel Mellon. Judy. Thank you. Judith, Judith welcome. Thank you for being here. Hi. Thank you for calling in. Thanks. Uh, um, uh, I have a question. Yes. Uh, so, I have a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old boy. Um, so, yes, I would like to give them these skills before they move on to university. And I guess I question how to do that, especially, I don't mean to stereotype, but where when we talk about feelings, I get a lot of blank stares and grunts. Yeah, great. <laughs> well, I'm going to let Judy answer that in a second. I'll do a preliminary. Number one. I hear your pain because right around 11 or 12 in early adolescence, there's nothing that the parents can say that's right. And that's the last thing they want to do. There's several things you can do. Number one with EBT, you don't have to talk about feelings. Uh, One of the things that's very in vogue right now is to have a whole spreadsheet of a thousand different feelings and choose which one. Am I a little anxious or a little a uh, little, little uh, off, or am I a little uncomfortable? And all these words for feelings. Actually, uh, the most important thing is how stressed the feeling is, because that's going to give you the pathway to how to get out of that that state and get back to a state of connection. So we just use numbers. So one thing you can do is number one, their brains, as much as their thinking brain says, "Mom, I'm out of here." because the thinking brain's about separation. Their feeling brain has no walls. 
So when you just talk with your husband or with them and, and they say, how are you doing, mom? And you say, well, I'm running about a three. Or, you know, you just use the language of the numbers uh, for, for one way. And uh, that's, that's a, a good thing because they don't have to open up. They don't have to say anything more than that. They're probably seeing you. You're in an EBT group. You're in an intensive, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they're seeing you change really quickly. And they can be attracted to the changes they see in you and be curious. And Judy, I'd love to hear any other thoughts or strategies you'd, you'd have for a 13 and 15-year-old boy. I want to say one other thing. The most important, do, do you have a, um, a male figure in the home? Yes. Okay. So the boys will probably not supersede their, their, this man, your father, their father, because there's an unwritten rule that you don't get more emotional than your father. There's all sorts of prohibitions to that in manliness. And so the, your best asset would be uh, your husband moving into using the numbering system um, or maybe even asking the kids, uh, say, hey, would you listen to me do a cycle? And just do the be positive tool, the one that's really quick, the four-minute tool, and just okay. have them get comfortable with it. Sometimes like when you're in the car so that you don't have yeah. to see their face. You know, they don't have to look at your face and you say, hey, will you listen to me, particularly your husband listen, or your partner, listening to me, I, I'm going I'm to cycle through my feelings. And they, they do that five or ten times and they're going to start to want to do it. That's at least, it's at least highly likely Judy, I know you must have a million ideas on this because it's so important. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes, I do. And I love what you just said. It was one of the things, um, Judith, when, when Laurel was mentioning that, it was reminding me of my kids. And, um, you know, there was something about what I found is indirectly showing them how I was using the method really helped. So, for instance... Um, I might say something like, now Laurel's suggesting teach them the one to five system. I love that idea. I tell you, every, every kid that I've taught that system to, they get it immediately. They have this intuitive, like, oh, yes, that makes perfect sense. And then I would say something like, I'd just be in the kitchen making dinner or what have you, and my kids would be around, and I'd say, geez, I'm at a five. I better do some damage control or I better take care of myself right now. You know, so basically I am verbalizing my own brain state and what I'm going to do to support myself and in a way they're downloading that themselves too. Um, or, or just a simple practice of, you know, I'm feeling sad right now. I think I need to call a friend, you know, just again, articulating my own use of the skills verbally and, and just, you know, get indirectly kind of showing them how this works. The other thing that I noticed was super helpful for my sons was um, practicing. So, for instance, if my son came home with a, a report card that he wasn't thrilled about, you know, getting a bad grade on a test or not doing well in a sports event, you know, there was, I could see it on his face that he was feeling sad, you know, feeling badly. And rather than approach it through feelings, I would show him um, the kind of TLC, you know, kind of like, oh, it looks like a bad day, you know, looks like you're, you're not doing so well, or, ooh, that sounds rough, you know. So I'd show that empathy 
And then I would use, you know, in EBT, we call it a reasonable expectation. Laurel's call it a kind of a good parent expectation. You know, basically what we know from BT is a lot of the source of our stress is our unconscious, unreasonable expectations or those kinds of beliefs that can um, actually get inflamed and fueled by these, um, by stress hormones. And so... I'll, I'll give one example in what I did. So my son came home and he didn't do well on a test and he was a very good student. So it was really hard for him and I could see it on his face and I said, oh gosh, yeah, that, that's, I, that sounds rough. Looks like it's painful. And I'd say, well, you know, it's kind of reasonable expect that you know, everyone gets to have a bad break now and then. That's just normal. You know, in EBT, we talk about essential pains and earned reward. Essential pain of life. I'm not perfect, and I can't get perfect grades all the time. Oh, well, you know, I'm still pretty darn good. <laughs> and so basically modeling to him with those good parent expectations, those, um, that you know, essential pain, earned reward, and these are EBT terms. So for listeners, if you're not quite understanding what I'm talking about right now, you know, come check the program out because it's really one of the one of the best gifts is we can begin to download a way of processing our unconscious material that will actually be healing and soothing and help, again, create that stress resiliency. So I found like just modeling that, saying those words out loud, and what I notice is that my kids, I notice them now in their adulthood. They're all like 25 and above now. And I notice them saying this to themselves, to their loved ones, to each other, um, and, you know, these kinds of things, like these kinds of reasonable expectations. And it's just, it's such a joy for me to see them um, basically being so resilient. Seeing your own children that have come out of your body and they grow up and they end up actually being people that are resilient, they can bounce back, and that's your greatest gift for them because if they can bounce back from one thing, they can bounce back from another because they have the tools inside. That's that's so beautiful. And Ju- Judith, would you stay on the line while we have a little bit of a break and come back? And sure. we'd love to hear a little bit more about your boys and, and how it's going and uh, how we can help. So let's take a nice deep breath. And I just want to mention one more thing. As you're thinking about EBT, you're hearing a lot of things. Let me be very clear about it. When you use EBT, you check your stress number because if you know your number within just a few moments, you can use the pathway in your brain, simple tool that I first taught to children to get back to that state of connection and well-being. In order to get truly back to that state of connection, there are only two steps. One is that you process your emotions based on your level of stress. Takes a couple minutes. And then last, as Judy was just mentioning, you're not done just because you feel great. When you process your emotions back to a state of connection, you will have a natural high. That's not good enough for evolutionary biology. Evolutionary biology, for us to really move forward, requires that we we actually take action. We get stuff done and we move forward with clarity and with a clear sense of higher purpose. And this little tool called the take action tool sets us up to decide our own expectations for ourselves, whatever they were. I expect myself to do the best I can to like right now with me. I've just been sick the last week and now I feel better. I'm still a little off. So I expect myself to do the best I can to Try to make this a great program, even if it isn't perfect. 
And then we give ourselves a little bit of a can, kind uh, words, like, I can do that, sort of like a cheerleader. And then to grow, we have to face realities. And this is a way of doing it that makes us really strong and gritty. The hard part for me is it takes work. But there's a higher order reason that motivates me chemically so I can do hard things. And for me, this time, it's, it's integrity and authenticity. That's why I told you I was sick. And authenticity and integrity, and I can feel the chemicals in my body. When young people learn how to set limits, they can set limits with the kids around them that are maybe taunting them or upsetting them with the teachers that are unfair. They have to both process their emotions and set those, those, that take action tool to set limits, and they are soaring. They really are. So, so Judith, you'd be able to stay on the line and come yeah. back after the break? And, and yeah. Judy Zare, thank you so much for all the valuable concepts and examples and statistics you just gave us, and you'll be back after the break. So everyone, please, if you will, just take a nice deep breath. Definitely go to ebt.org. You can join the Try Out the Tools membership and get the app and start reading a book on it and get to be part of our community with lots of audios and videos. You can actually get into a 30-day intensive, too, so you can reset your brain really quickly and really well for resiliency and well-being. Either way, please explore EBT because this method, it will change your life. There's no doubt about it. It will change your life to be able to switch off the stress and activate states of well-being throughout the day. You don't have to wait until later. So this is Dr. Laurel Mellon, and you're listening to Brain Power: Real People, Real Solutions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Thank you so much for listening. We're so grateful. And please, after the break, we're going to hear more about adolescents and college-age kids and stress and how we can be of help in giving them a great start. So please stay tuned, visit our site, ebt.org, and we'll see you back in just a few minutes. Your emotional brain is amazing. Join the brain-based health movement by becoming a Brain Power member. Check out our fabulous memberships, concierge coaching, telephone groups, online learning, and our fabulous 30-day intensives. Go to ebt.org and use the coupon code BRAINPOWER for a 20% discount. Join today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Brain Power with Dr. Laurel Mellon. To reach the program today, you may call in to 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to laurel at ebt.org. Now, back to Brain Power. Here again is Dr. Laurel Mellon. Welcome back, everyone, and we're so grateful for you listening. Thank you for coming back week after week. We're very excited to be here doing Brain Power, Real People, Real Solutions, and we would love your feedback. So definitely, as you just heard, email me at laurel at ebt.org and stay in touch and let us know that we really care about your opinion, how you like the program, what you'd like to see more of, the topics that matter the most to you. So you're the reason we're doing Brain Power. 
you're the reason. And so if you like this program, we want to hear that more. If you'd like some changes, by all means. So please, with me, please welcome our guest, our wonderful guest, Judy Zare, who's a master trainer and director of EBT Community Education. She's also a psychotherapist in the Portland area. And welcome back, Judy. Thank you again so much for being here today. Thank you. I'm really enjoying it. Well, I'm glad you're here because we are, I think we have Judith coming back uh, momentarily. I'm not sure. But while we're waiting for Judith, I want to mention that we did have a question come in from a, a listener. And the question is this. She says, I am at home. My, my, my kids are at home. There's two college kids. And they're just grouchy and they're sullen. And I feel so sorry for them. And I'm, I really want to help. But what happens is I get so activated, I get so angry and upset because I'm so scared about what's going on that I start acting in a way that is sort of toxic help. <laughs> so to, to, you, you know the feeling, right? And so you might yeah. want to respond to, to this, uh, th- this uh, listener who just wrote in. How would you mm-hmm. respond to that? Oh, my gosh. Well, my heart does go out to this listener. And um, isn't, that, isn't that the truth, that part of what makes parenting so challenging is we're observing these loved ones, these creatures that we just adore, and, um, and they're suffering. Their pain becomes our pain in many ways. And it's so difficult to um, stay in higher brain states, you know, stay connected to our own strength and goodness and wisdom and the strength and goodness and wisdom of our kids. It gets to be difficult to um, stay in balance, basically, when we see them suffering. And, and so that's usually what the first recommendation is that taking that nice deep breath and you get to call it Laurel staying on our own side of the fence and see if we can go inside our own experience, use our EBT tools to lift our brain state. So noticing when we're dropping into that stress response, you can know you're dropping into the stress response if your feelings are starting to get negative, um, uncomfortable, painful, if your thoughts are starting to get critical or negative or hopeless or helpless, you know, stress hormones are going to be impacting our thoughts, our feelings, our behavior, how we're treating our kids. So we can notice all of these things and say, uh-oh, you know, time for me to use my tools. Taking that nice deep breath, taking a time out, use your EBT tools, and we can go over some of those if you'd like, Laurel, but um, get into a higher brain state of, Again, so that you can see the goodness in your child, that you can see your child actually does have those basic building blocks to resolve problems, that that you are okay, too. So often, we look at our kids, whatever developmental stage they're at, and it's very easy to have our own kind of unconscious memories activated, you know, our own pain of um, not being popular when we were a kid or not really knowing who we were or what we wanted out of life, whatever um, our own challenges were as we went through our developmental stages, it's really easy to drop back into those when we're observing them in our kids. So using our own tools, getting into that higher state so we can feel 
um, that warmth and that love for them, that warmth and, and that love for ourselves, that belief in um, our own kind of value and resiliency. Because when you think about it, I, I remember learning from a, a therapist when I was a young mom that it helps so much if we can see our children as, as you would say, Laurel, in the, at their one state. You know, if we can see them, um, we can even imagine them as grown-ups being um, happy and healthy and capable and resilient. And it's really difficult to do that when we've dropped into lower brain states and we're looking at the, the young person struggling. So, number one, use our own tools to get in a higher brain state. Number two, then being present and available to our young person to be able to, um, you know, ask, you know, what is, what, how are you feeling? And I know Judith was saying that all she gets is grunts from her 13-year-old boy and her 15-year-old boy. But sometimes when we're talking about wiring in those wires of secure attachment, sometimes it's just letting a child know that we are there and we are lovingly accepting them exactly as they are. Interestingly enough, when we have a lot of our fear activated and we're with our kids, it actually increases their cortisol. It increases their fear activation. They start not believing in themselves if we are in our fear and, and afraid for their future. So, um, so sometimes the best we can do is just hold them in that loving presence saying, oh, I know this is, bad. this is rough right now. And rough times happen for human beings. And it's like the five state. We all drop into those low brain states. But we can be present to ourselves and each other. I'm here for you. I'm loving and accepting of you just where you are. And interestingly enough, that oftentimes creates a context so that kids can start to do that internal processing that they need in order to move through whatever it is that they're facing in life. And I know that simplifies it. There's so much more to say about this, but um, but that's what, those are my first thoughts on this topic. You know, I just love everything you've said. And we do have uh, Robin on the line in California. I want to go to her in a moment. But before we do that, EBT was actually developed in adolescent medicine at the University of California, San Francisco. So it was originally primed for the adolescent population. And what I mean by that is we learned a family systems approach with EBT early on. And I still see that as being what we're really doing. We're creating connections in the family as well as within each individual. I would say that when a parent, if you, when we start to get activated, we start to not be at one, but go down to two, three, four, five, four, five, and such. What happens in those states is the thinking brain goes offline and judgment happens. And in my own life of parenting and relationships, I notice two phases. One is if I start to either distance or get and get less involved than I should be or merge and get overly involved, I know that I'm not able to really connect with myself or the other person. But the second phase of that is when it starts to get really stressed, then there's something called secondary stress where we start judging ourselves because we're such uh-huh. a terrible partner or a terrible parent. And all of a sudden, then we're uh-huh. at a huge brain state five. And it really takes saying, hey, sweetheart, I'll be right back. I'm a little stressed. I'm going to take a moment. 
just going in the other uh-huh. room for a few minutes and using the app and cycling through your feelings, you come back and you're in a completely different state. But remember, if you let the stress go, it will move from primary stress where you get triggered to secondary stress where you get triggered about the fact you're triggered and then you're really, really in a ditch, right? And let, let me just open it up to Robin from California. Robin, welcome. Thank you so much for coming on to Brain Power. Oh, thanks so much for taking my call. Um, so, yes, this has been such an interesting conversation. I really appreciate it. Um, so my question is, I have two young adult daughters, um, and they're both on opposite ends of the political spectrum. And whenever we have family gatherings, the tension between the two of them just is overwhelming to me and sort of heartbreaking because I so wanted them to be close and have a really respectful, caring relationship. And instead, they just seem to sort of go after each other. Um, So any ideas um, either of you have for coping with that or even possibly changing it somehow um, would be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Well, I will. I will do 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 a little bit, and then Judy just have at it because it's such a it's such a great topic. The first mm-hmm. is that there's something in the the brain state four tool is called the cycle tool, and you can use that alone. And you can also do you have any background in EBT? Have you ever used the app or had any training in EBT, Robin? Or are you new to EBT? No, I have a little bit of training, but I don't consider myself an expert or that skilled yet. Uh, One thing that uh, I know couples do as well as siblings do is they get their EBT app out and they go to the four tool and they listen to each other do it. They cycle through their feelings. And when they get done with their feelings, they are able to use the take action tool. Remember, all this takes is four minutes to get to why they're doing what they're doing. So they've cleared the air, they've cleared their stressed out emotions that are going to make them fight or flight and just go down on the mat to be sure that the other person really agrees with their point of view. And they have also listened to the other person express their feelings and get to that point of view. And both of them come out of it with a sense of purpose. And when they understand, oh, I'm doing this for authenticity or I'm doing this for integrity, there's a little bit less of the fight or flight and at each other's throats. And they've also learned tolerance and the the idea that to look for the good in everyone, that people do bad things because they're in stress. And if you clear the stress, you can begin to be empathetic toward each other. And part of it is just probably the process they need to go through as they evolve and grow up uh, with each other. Because some of that is going to be the natural separation and individuation, but I would definitely use the, the five tool, the, the four tool if you can, or ask them, what number are you? And if they say five, you'd say, I think there's a lot of stress hormone here. No one's going to get along at that number. And then laugh and walk out of the room and they'll figure it out in time. And Judy, do you have some ideas along that line? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Robin. Um, I I was just thinking about, gosh, this is such a great question for where we are as a culture right now. And um, we didn't ask what the ages of your kids are, but based on something that Laurel just said, I was in agreement that sometimes 
kids need to kind of spar off each other in order to kind of get that strong, what we used to call ego development, you know, just that strong development of who they are in the world and what their beliefs are. And so a little of that can actually be um, be positive and it means that they're in a, their relationship is actually safe enough that they can spar like that. Now that um, being said, it may be it may be worse than that. You know, you may be, may be a little bit more worried than that. And the thought that came to my mind, uh, Robin, is have you, when you were studying EBT, did you learn about the EBT sandwich at all? Yeah, a communication tool. Yeah, and it you know it it might be worthwhile to give that a try. You know, saying something like, um, and again, I my language might be all off compared to what you'd want to say, but as an example, it might be something like, you know, gosh, I really, I love it when, when we can all be together as a family, um, but I'm, I'm feeling sad that, um, there, that, that you're experiencing so much conflict right now, and I need to ask if we can kind of sit down and talk about this in a different way. Um, would you please let me know if you'd be willing to do that? You know, your thoughts around this topic are really interesting and important, and I'd love to learn more. And I know that sounds like kind of a formal communication, but but the idea is that you're trying to support them and you're trying to kind of set a few limits with them too. Um, and, and this depends on how they're treating each other. You know, if you're, you can also have a sandwich that's a little bit more, um, beefy, <laughs> you know, where you say something like, you know, I love it that we can be together, but I'm really worried because there's so much conflict that comes up. So I need to ask if we can set some rules around this so that our time together doesn't go so south. You know, so please let me know, um, if you'd be willing to sit down and talk about this with me and, and, you know, I love you guys or something like that. And then you might have to sit down and say, maybe we need to avoid politics for, <laughs> in our next two family events or, at, you know, tomorrow night dinner, you know, because grandpa's getting pretty upset or, I, you know, again, I don't know your family system there, but, but um, feel free to, uh, if it feels a bit out of control and like it's not productive conflict, you know, feel free to set some limits so that you feel, um, positive about it so that, again, not everybody gets triggered and goes into those lower brain states, which is what's happening to them, by the way. Um, and you don't want the whole family <laughs> to merge down there in those lower brain states together because that makes for pretty miserable family events. <laughs> and I know, did, did that feel helpful at all? No, this was really helpful. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. Okay, thanks for calling in. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks, bye-bye. Well, take a nice deep breath, and this is not a time that's easy to be a parent, and one of the things that tend to come out is circuits in ourselves that are either circuits in stress, we do one of two things. Given enough stress, everyone does it, which is we either distance and cut off from the other person's feelings because we just can't take it anymore, or we merge and essentially cut off from our own feelings and are more overly concerned with someone else's. And either one is a stress response, and neither one helps us develop. So one of the things in EBT is the EBT brain map, where you actually figure out what is your personal brain? What's going on in my brain? What are the circuits I have that are getting triggered? And essentially, there's no judgment about those circuits because they're encoded early in life or later when we're really stressed out and our thinking brain is offline anyway. But we do have the only one that could really 
change those circuits is us. So the whole idea with EBT is get these skills so that you can take charge of your emotional brain. If you like, like I like my merge circuit a little bit. I've got a little one of left a little time. And sometimes I can feel myself getting a little overly involved with my youngest child who is now has a child of his own. And I catch myself and I have unconditional love for myself. Yeah, sometimes that little merge circuit comes on and I start to think too much about him to the point it's probably not good for our relationship because he is 30 years old right now. He can figure it out for himself. But always the essence of this is about unconditional love and then choosing the limits that help us stay healthy, happy, not uh, not essentially neglecting or abusing ourselves or others. So it's always about love because that's the essence of the emotional brain. And Judy, you've done so much work on unconditional love and the nurturing inner voice and EBT. I'd love you to reflect on that. Oh, gosh. Well, as you know, Laurel, I'm a big fan of this concept of secure attachment. And what secure attachment really means um, is that we can, we have that solid base of a connection with ourselves that um, where we can feel a sense of, um, yes, we can feel our presence in this moment, moment by moment, with that unconditional acceptance. And um, the secure attachment, I mean, basically what most of the theory is, is that part of why we have so many people struggling these days, so many challenges with our mental health, is because we, we lack that secure attachment. And stress overload can create an insecure attachment in our own body, our own brain, our own being. So, um, so that practice, I love EBT's practice of over and over again, checking in with ourselves, connecting with ourselves, kind of building that sanctuary within a secure attachment, which requires that kind of unconditional love. And what I love about EBT, and I feel like I'm, on a commercial or something, so I don't mean to sound like that. But what I love about it is it gives us actual practices, actually skills and tools that we can use to strengthen this this unconditional love inside. And I know I used to hear about that a lot, like we're supposed to love ourselves and can't really love other people until you love yourself. But I didn't have the tools or the means to get there. And I really appreciated how EBT gives us both tools and means so we can have that felt experience of love and acceptance for ourselves, even when we mess up, knowing we are going to mess up, you know, even with all of our imperfections and all of our flaws and faults. And again, the more we have that secure attachment, that secure connection within that ability to lovingly observe ourselves and lovingly accept ourselves, the, that is like key to stress resiliency. You know, if we have that in place, good, good gosh, we could be at our deathbed and all hell breaking loose, we're still okay. And that's why it always feels like a spiritual program to me because as we connect with ourselves on a deep level, it's a spiritual action. There's something greater than us that we're activating here. And I know we all have different beliefs around there and practices and experiences. But for me, it's deeply spiritual because that deep connection with ourselves also means that deep connection with all of life. Oh, Judy, you've said it so well yet again. And I want to mention something because we only have a couple minutes left in the program. And I want to say to you again, Judy, I always learn from you. 
And if you're listening, you can actually get together for coaching or an intensive with Judy at ebt.org. Just look for her on the concierge coaching or the intensives or the groups. But I want to say as, as far parting words, which are always the EBT tip of the week, is both parents and young people, the teenagers and the college students, need first and foremost to have a safety net, which is the damage control tool. So by all means, the first thing that you do when you're looking into EBT is find a personalized way to use that tool. And the essential message is do not judge, minimize harm, no, it will pass. Do not judge. And I remember doing a, a, a university study on EBT. It was actually with Cornell uh, while uh, medical school. And one of the, uh, the participants in the study said to me, you know, I'm a theologian. And your five tool, mm-hmm. your tool damage control is exactly what all the real world religions are. Do not judge minimize harm, know it will pass. So it's really a nexus of neuroscience and health and spirituality so we can connect to the deepest part of ourselves. Judy, again, Judy Zare, thank you so much for being such a fabulous guest yet again. Looking forward to seeing you again on Voice America. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. if you're listening, thank you so much. This is Dr. Laurel Mellon, host of Brain Power, Real People, Real Solutions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, connect with yourself, connect the deepest part of yourself and understand that you have inherent strength, goodness and wisdom all you've ever needed is the tools to access them have a beautiful day until next time thank you again for listening thank you again for listening to brain power this week please join your host dr laurel mellon again next wednesday at 3 p.m eastern time and 12 noon pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel And don't forget to catch our weekly replays on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. 